Hello, welcome to Wow Me, Women on Wealth Management Education. I'm Susan Moody, I'm here with Pam Prime, and we're with Keystone Capital Management Group, where we help you lay the foundation for your financial success. So as always, I'm curious what our question of the day is with Ms. Pam Prime. Our question of the day, trivia. So last night, I was still up about 10.30 trying to think of some trivia. <laughs> so I Googled and I found a legacy planning quiz. So oh. I took the quiz, there were 10 questions, I got 100, Ooh. but one of those questions was very relevant to our discussion today. So that's kind of our trivia. Okay. So currently, what's the amount of an estate that a person can leave their heirs without owing any federal estate tax? Oh my goodness. So is it 25 million? Is it 1 million? Is it 11 and a half million? Or is it 18 million? Hmm. You know, I think I heard something about, I think it's around that 11 mark. She's right. Okay. It's 11 and a half million per individual. That's so that's about 23 million for a couple. So right know. now, um, most people, that's not an issue for them leaving mm -hmm. in a state of, of that amount. And so, uh, you know, it's not really something that is affecting a lot of people right now. Uh -huh. But in the works, which we're going to talk about in our uh, topic today of new considerations for legacy planning, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that's something that might want to be reconsidered, you know, mm -hmm. with what's coming up. So anyway, right now it's 11 and a half million, 23 million for couples. And um, it goes right into our discussion All today. Right. So you're saying, suggesting there's some changes coming up as well. There I could heard. be okay. some changes could be. coming okay. because the only thing we know that's constant in our life is change. And it's been that way with taxes, with planning, with, with all kinds mm -hmm. of things lately and with the new administration coming in. So okay. it's, it's an interesting time. You know, Keystone, again, I just want to reiterate the five areas that we work in with our distribution and retirement planning is income, investments, taxes, health care, and legacy mm -hmm. planning. And this discussion is not to give any tax or legal advice. So when we're talking legacy, we don't want you to take it as specific legal advice, but just some of the issues mm -hmm. that we see as planners that are coming up with people that we might want to reconsider when it comes to legacy planning. So, you know, we talked about that the, um, the current amounts are 11 and a half mm -hmm. for individual, 23 for a couple. There's rumor in the wind uh -oh. that that's <laughs> being considered that um, to drop that level to 3.2 million. So that would affect a lot more people. That would people. affect a lot more people. And and still some people think, oh, well, that's still a lot. We don't have it. Um, just to clarify, 3.2 for an individual would be 6.5 million for mm -hmm. a couple. Um, but you think about it, you have a home, mm -hmm. and the way homes have been appreciating oh, lately, wow. you know, it doesn't take much. Say you have some 401k, some IRAs, the market has been crazy good lately, and so those mm -hmm. are probably highly appreciated. Then if you throw in a little bit of life insurance, maybe mm -hmm. some land, those kind of assets, it really doesn't take oh. much to get up to that level. Mm -hmm. So if indeed, that is passed and, and changed, um, that estate tax is going to affect a lot more people. So we haven't heard anything officially left mm -hmm. yet, but it's definitely something that we need to keep in our most in our minds when we are yeah. doing that legacy planning. And so it's very uh, important that you work with someone who stays current mm -hmm. and very relevant with what's going on yeah, in that's... today's world. 
That's a good thought because, like I said, if things change all the time, so it's good to have here's the plan for now and here's the what if plan. Right, right. <laughs> Life is all about how you plan, handle plan B. Yeah. And so there are, these are some plan Bs that, that just might be in the works for us. So, Susan, have you ever heard the word step up or step up in basis? I have heard it, but I don't really know what it means. You don't. Okay. So we're <laughs> going to talk about that because that's, again, one of the possible changes coming up. Um, the step up in basis is something in place now. And currently it allows people to pass on their assets or it allows a, per, a beneficiary to inherit an appreciated asset at the value that it is when the person they inherited it from passed away. Okay. So you let, let's say that uh, my parents had a home and I know they paid $15,000 for it back in <laughs> 1958. So let's say that today um, that I inherited that home, they both passed away, I inherit the home and it's worth 300,000. Mm -hmm. I would then get that step up in basis oh. or step up in what it appreciated I would get that value mm -hmm. at 300000 and I wouldn't owe anything except above the 300000 when I sell that asset. Okay. So that's what is called a step-up in basis, and currently that's what most um, assets, that's how they're passed on. Uh -huh. So it's a great thing to inherit something. You don't, I wouldn't have to owe anything on the 15000 mm -hmm. which is the original, which is the basis. I get that step-up in basis. Mm -hmm. So thinking, um, you know, we, we've got a lot of spending going on within our government. We've got a, a lot of things that they're paying for. And there, there has to be a way somehow <laughs> to recoup that money yes. and help pay for it. So that's one of the things that the current administration is thinking of getting rid of, is repealing, is that step up in basis. Oh. So mm -hmm. what that would mean is, and let's just take stock, for example. Let's say if... I bought some XYZ stock back in 1981 and I paid $10,000 for it. Well, after all these years, mm -hmm. maybe it's worth about 1.5 million. Currently, that could pass to my heirs with the step up in basis mm -hmm. of 1.5 million. And they would only owe when they um, sold those stocks anything above they earned over the 1.5 million. Mm -hmm. But if that step up gets repealed, yeah that could be a huge tax hit. Yeah. And so, you know, it would, they say that the government, by allowing that um, step up in basis, they're losing about 43 billion a year. <laughs> and so you can see why maybe yeah. that might be a consideration, uh -huh. but it's going to be something that we really need to think about as um, those of us who are going to be passing on assets mm -hmm. and those of us who are going to be inheriting assets. Yeah. So, and, also, if they close the loophole, the current rate on capital gains is 20%, mm -hmm. and the president is thinking about raising that to 39.6%. Wow. So that, not only would they close the, loop, <laughs> close the loophole, but it might increase. And um, again, hmm. I think they're kind of looking at ways to recoup hmm. money and, right. and um, sure <laughs> counter all this, this spending that we're having now. So opponents of the the um, plan for it to be um, changed, it, for not to, to allow the step up anymore, they say the the super wealthy could still probably avoid that be through a, a sophisticated estate planning. Mm -hmm. And it would mostly fall on the small business owners in the family farms, which uh -huh. might have to be sold when they're inherited to uh -huh. pay the tax. So that's what they're concerned mm -hmm. about 
And um, they also say that repealing that could have a real negative effect on the small manufacturers across the country. And again, um, possibly requiring families to liquidate businesses, leverage the assets, or lay off Mm -hmm. employees to cover the tax. And so one of the things Biden has done to address that, and and nothing is permanent yet, Uh it's all just being thought of, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that he addressed some of those concerns by maybe sparing the first one million in appreciated um, assets from the capital gains tax, and then exempting the small businesses and the family farms who are mm-hmm. whose heirs continue to operate them. Mm-hmm. So that's something that they're considering. So again, this is just new considerations mm-hmm. that we need to keep in the back of our mind. And as planners, we are keeping our eyes on this to mm-hmm. see how that, that it plans out. So, and even if the plan is adopted, tax lawyers and accountants, they feel will find ways to increase the flexibilities um, by using charitable donations and novel estate planning strategies. Mm-hmm. So it's not all gloom and doom that, you know, we can <laughs> come up with ways, but definitely something that we need to keep in in our minds when mm-hmm. it comes to the planning. All right. Well, it sounds like we need to take a short break. We do. There was yep. a lot of information <laughs> there and a lot of things to think about. And I'm sure when we come back, you'll have more. So please stay with us. You're listening to Wow Me. Hi, I'm Pam Prine. And I'm Kim Dyer, and we are the owners of Keystone Capital Management Group. At Keystone, we want to help you lay the foundation to your financial success. Go to our website, keystonegroupaz.com, and download your free retirement kit today. That's keystonegroupaz.com. Because you are not your mother. Take control of your financial future. Start today. Welcome back. You're listening to Wow Me, Women on Wealth Management Education. Before the break, Pam Prime was sharing with us some things that we need to take into consideration regarding our future legacies um, and things that are happening right now. So you've kind of shared a few scary things. I don't think you mean to scare us, but you're just trying to make us be aware. Awareness, absolutely. So we were just previously talking about the step up in basis that might be repealed, Mm -hmm. but something else that has already been put into place when we, um, when the SECURE Act came into effect, is the elimination of the stretch IRA on inherited Mm -hmm. IRAs. So it used to be that if you were a beneficiary of an IRA, and we're talking non-spouse beneficiaries, because this really doesn't affect between spouses, but a non-spouse beneficiary, if they inherited an IRA previously, they had three choices. Mm-hmm. They could cash it all out at once and pay the tax, which mm-hmm. is what most people do. <laughs> they could take it out over a five-year period, just take payments over a five-year period on that to help maybe alleviate some of the taxes. Mm-hmm. Or they could choose to stretch out the payments of the IRA over their lifetime, mm-hmm. which again would be a tax strategy. So they had mm-hmm. the three choices. And all they had to do was decide which one they were going to put in place. Okay. And so now um, it's been changed. So when you inherit an IRA, that yes, you can, you know, they'd love it if you cash it all out and pay the taxes. (laughs) But now they have limited your lifetime stretch IRA and it has to be taken out and completely distributed it in within the 10th year. So you only have Mm -hmm. 10 years in which you're, you're going to have to take that money and mm-hmm. it will be taxable to you. So when people inherit a large IRA, mm-hmm. 
it can be a, you know, a real tax burden. Sure. It's a blessing, but a burden at the same time. So again, mm -hmm. it just takes some tax planning. And uh, I know that uh, some of the boomers are still lucky enough to have parents <laughs> living and when they inherit that money, but the boomers are in a distribution phase of retirement mm -hmm. planning themselves, that this extra income that they now have to take can affect a lot of things, right. not just their income tax, but mm -hmm. how much they have to pay on Social Security right. now that might bump that rate up or how mm -hmm. it's going to affect their Medicare. And so a okay. lot of if you make over a certain amount of money, what you have to pay for Medicare is mm -hmm. impacted. So there are a lot of different factors um, to take into consideration mm -hmm. when you have inherited an IRA. Uh -huh. And so, um, again, it's just really important that you know or you're working with someone who knows who and knows. understands, mm -hmm. who stays relevant. And it's interesting because it, um, in the information I was reading, it said this ruling stunned the practitioners. Oh. So like the financial planners and the mm -hmm. tax people, they were very, very surprised by this. Hmm. But again, our government is all about getting the tax money in from that that we've been allowed to defer on all these years. A question that we do get a lot is, when did this take effect? Mm -hmm. So if I have already inherited money, then am I going to have to start taking it out within the 10 years mm -hmm. now? And the answer to that is if the person passed away in 19, 2019 or prior, you are grandfathered in to the previous rules on that. But if you received money in 20, if the person passed away in 2020 or beyond, that's when those new Secure Act rules take effect and you do have to have it spent within 10 years. So owners, mm -hmm. IRA owners and beneficiaries need to be very intentional with mm -hmm. their planning and to understand and work with competent people who are keeping up on the new tax laws for you. Um, in, um, smoothing out the taxable distributions and to be mindful of that income so that it doesn't kick you into, again, a higher tax bracket for Social mm -hmm. Security, Medicare, all of those things. So one thing that the SECURE Act did leave in place was Something what good. we call, yes, it's <laughs> okay. good, it's okay. good, is what we call the QCD, the Qualified Charitable Distribution. And that's a charitable IRA strategy that mm -hmm. allows those of you who have reached age 70 and a half they didn't bump it up to age 72 like the R&Ds. Mm -hmm. If you're 70 and a half and you are charitably minded and making those charitable distributions that you can contribute up to $100,000 mm -hmm. of your IRA income, it can go directly to a charity and then it doesn't count as being added oh. on your adjusted gross income. So they feel like okay. that is something that is going to um, stay in place. Mm -hmm and for now will, will be something that we can look forward to. So what they're saying now <laughs> is increased guidance. So we yeah. were just talking at the break about, whoa, this is this is kind of scary. Yeah. So what are some of your thoughts? Well, it, um, it is important to be educated. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things. Mm -hmm. It's like there's so many things that are, are changing, especially evolving. And so it's kind of good to kind of hear it, but right. then there's, so much more behind that but right. my oh. thing is like okay I, I as you're talking i'm thinking oh gosh like my dad like you're talking right. about things mm -hmm. coming up and we're thinking about selling so it's like okay yeah maybe we need to talk great conversation <laughs> so it's all about yeah. that family communication yeah. and, and conversation uh -huh. and again i'm stressing making those connections uh -huh. 
in your life, your tax person, your financial planner, the estate planning attorney mm -hmm. you're working with, those connections that can make a really big difference. So I guess the news is more guidance to come, mm -hmm. but some of the things that we have on the radar. So I, I like to just end with this. I think connections are so important. It can make such a difference. And I think here at Keystone Capital Management Group, mm -hmm. you're just one connection away from something incredible. The thing I want to add to that, too, is when, again, we're talking is that we're having like a family conference call this weekend, as a matter mm -hmm. of fact, and Keystone would love to have your whole family be involved either via Zoom or in person because it's tough to make the decisions all on your own and you kind of need to know who the players are and what their interests are and and uh, sometimes helps to have an impartial third person to right. kind of help with those conversations. So it's like Pam said, they're tough conversations, but they, they really need to be an impartial had. and an unemotional person yeah. that's involved with yeah. that who can add some commonality and common sense to the conversation. Mm -hmm. So we'd love to schedule one of those appointments for you and your family. Give us a call at 623-299-9710. You can also go to our website, website keystonegroupaz.com. We've got lots of great information on there for you that is downloadable. Anything else you so want to So always here for a resource. Yeah. Just contact us and make that connection. All right. You've been watching Wow Me, Women on Wealth Management Education. Until next time, have an abundance of health, wealth, and lifetime. Bye now. The program is sponsored by Keystone Capital Management Group, LLC, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. Keystone Capital Management Group, LLC, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by Pam Prine and Kim Dyer should not be construed as specific investment, legal, or tax advice. Pam Prine and Kim Dyer are not providing legal or tax advice. Nothing should be construed as a solicitation of an offer to buy securities.